0: Welcome in to Farscast. Farzy in here alongside Zach Stegenga and Eddie Law. Hope you guys are doing well. Been a while since we've done a uh, podcast like this uh, with uh, guests or multiple guests for that matter. So, uh, been a while. I, I obviously did a podcast last week. Just wanted to give my thoughts. I, I went solo. I haven't gone solo in a long time. Uh, and I took a break uh, uh, for, from the podcast for a while after doing so many episodes in June just wanted to take a break. The only podcast I did was with Lionel Dalton, former Kansas City Chief who's on dialysis and uh, seeking a new kidney. So if you guys haven't checked that out, I also have it on my YouTube page and wrote about that on arrowheadaddict.com as well. But uh, with that said, uh, moving forward here, uh, talking uh, all kinds of things, NFL, MMA, or whatever else is going on in uh, the world of sports and even out of sports. Uh, Zach and Eddie, I haven't talked to you guys in quite some time. have you guys been? I've been good,
1: man. I mean, it's been a minute since we've done this, but uh, yeah, you know, glad to be back.
2: I'm surviving the heat uh, in Arizona. Plus, I don't know if you guys have monsoons where you guys are at, but monsoon season is in full effect in Arizona, and so 100 plus degree heat plus awful humidity. Like, I sweated it. I've already sweat through like four shirts today. So I'm like,
1: <laughs> I thought the point of the Arizona thing was to have the dry heat. I thought that was the whole the whole shtick. Like, that- yeah, it gets hot, but it's dry.
2: <laughs> that, that was a the tagline they used and they were trying to get people to move here. Now we don't want anybody coming here. So we're just like, nah, dude, we're just playing with you. Oh, okay.
1: I get it. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean, Arizona, I've never been to Arizona, but it's very close mm. to Vegas and Vegas, man. I was there 4th uh, of July week. Vegas is pretty hot. And I know a lot in uh, California, pretty near, it's close by similar weather, but man, I'll tell you what, a hundred degrees in Vegas and um, California, at 100 degrees in Kansas or in the Midwest in general, not the same. The humidity here is awful. I was kind of surprised when you mentioned humidity. And like mm-hmm. I said, I've never been to Arizona, but, uh man, it sounds like it's similar to where we are here.
2: Only when it rains. If it doesn't rain, it's the, that dry heat is absolutely true. But when it rains, it's, it's god-awful. And I'll say this. Uh, I, I'll, I'll argue with anybody. Vegas in the summer is way worse than Phoenix. I'd rather be in Phoenix. Oh, is it really? Every, way worse. So you go to Vegas – in the in the middle of summer, you might as well be in Abu Dhabi or freaking Qatar or whatever you want to call. It. Like it's hot as shit in Vegas, like in the summer. I have been in Vegas, the Vegas in summer, like around this time, like a handful of times, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'll never go back in the summer ever. Although <laughs> I am gonna be there September 25th for Nick Diaz's return at
0: 266. I am. Gonna- oh man, that's gonna be mm-hmm. awesome! Uh, I can't wait, dude. I, here, I don't know. Here, I'm gonna try to show that. That poster right there, Mm -hmm. I was there for that event, which I was really excited to see Stipe Miocic. But if you can see, uh, yeah, that right there was supposed to be the co-main event, Brian Ortega and Max Holloway. I'm such a huge fan of Ortega, so I'm jealous that you get to see his uh, opportunity to win a title because I was really looking forward to seeing Brian Ortega in person.
2: It should be Ortega Holloway too, probably, or somebody else. But, you know, Volkanovski won, so whatever.
0: (laughs) Um, by the way, Eddie, uh, I know you do a lot of podcasts for the mm-hmm. Believe Podcast Network. Remind me again with the name of those podcasts.
2: Uh, actually, for Believe, I just do one, the uh, um, Believe in Arizona Football for the University of Arizona for, uh, Wildcats. Okay, um, and then I still I gotta kick it back up now that we're back in the NFL season, but I do AZ Cards Cast on my own, and then um, I do the Suns podcast, I had to like hiatus that the entire season because I didn't have any time. And then of, of course the keyboard All the to miss. I dude I uh you know what it was man having a newborn makes everything difficult. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. So like you know I had that, that would my, do it yeah. My, yeah. I had my one year old and so like I'm I lucky enough I I uh, we were able to afford tickets to go to game two in Phoenix. Nice. For, oh wow. You know, so, yeah for uh, son's bucks and it was like we were up 2-0. And as we're walking out, all these all these people are yelling out, Suns in four, Suns in four. And I'm literally sitting there. My wife's looking at me. She's like, how come you're not doing it? And I'm like, because these assholes are jinxing us right now. Like, this is not going to go well. And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? We go 0-4 the rest of the way. Like, Oh, man. ah, Dude, that one hurt so bad. Like, I was legitimately depressed for about two weeks after that. You know
0: what's so interesting? And, and Zach, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't follow the NBA too closely, but – watching following the the Suns in their uh run um it kind of reminded me of the Royals in 2014 when they had their run to the World Series because I mean baseball I mean no one talks about baseball here so when the Royals were good it was a huge deal and it kind of reminded me of how the Royals had their run because everyone was behind the Royals and It was such a great story talking about how because I look, I'm a Lakers fan and the way the season ended for the Lakers was just so frustrating. But it's like you couldn't blame the Suns. Even then, like as a Lakers fan, I just got behind the Suns because it was just such a fun story uh, to, to follow along. And it just made it easy to want to root for them.
2: Here's the funny thing about the Lakers thing. okay? and I get shit for this all the time. I have a Kobe Bryant tattoo. Because Kobe Bryant is my favorite <laughs> basketball player. Uh, like I, I everyone was like, "Oh, MJ or Kobe." I grew up with Kobe, even though I was a Suns fan. So I loved Kobe. Yeah. Until he played the Suns. Anytime he played the Suns, I was like, "Fuck Kobe." So I actually—I don't know if you guys That's can fair. see it. I have the Kobe Black Mamba. Oh, nice. See on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I got three Mambas on there. One up here, one here, one here, and uh, it's a, it's the Kobe yeah. logo. You guys can see it from like his. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So I got that thing. And so I walk around Phoenix and people were like, oh, yeah, Lakers. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm Suns fan. And they're like, <laughs> but, 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 and I'm like, does it say Lakers anywhere here? <laughs> so I had to explain that constantly. No, but uh, the thing about the Suns run, it, it was not expected at all. What I didn't like is like the disrespect of everyone like, Trying to put an asterisk on our season. Well, it's because it's because AD was hurt. Oh, I'm sorry, because injuries don't happen in the NBA. Yeah, oh, my so bad. Stupid. I forgot everyone's healthy. It's like, it's let's so not dumb, pretend so. like
1: you guys didn't have a real solid big three coming up there. Like, you, right. You got a real in there.
2: Exactly. No, and, and then on top of that, I, what I, and this is weird to say, what I really, really didn't like was people downplaying the Bucks because it's Milwaukee. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Giannis is an MVP and, and, and defensive player of the year winner, but. Everyone was like, Oh, Middleton's gonna, gonna fall. I'm like, No, Middleton's the one guy I'm afraid of on that whole team. And then Drew Holiday, Drew gets no respect anywhere. And I don't get it. I don't get why. Right. That dude is so good. When he became a free agent, and instead, I think if it was a free agent, he got traded to the Pelicans. Something when he was in the Pelicans before we had Chris Paul, I'm like, Get me Drew Holiday. Yeah. Holiday next to Booker. Let's go.
1: Yeah. You, um, honestly, you probably have like more length out of that. Cause like, don't get me wrong, you got what, maybe two more years in the window? With Paul, maybe like, yeah, know, obviously, Booker's gonna keep going mm-hmm. up eight and I think is gonna keep crushing yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, Paul's gonna, you know, I don't think he's ever gonna quite be what he once mm-hmm. was. He's maybe got one or two good ones left in him, but you know, he's gonna be the third part of the uh, you know, trio before too long.
2: Oh, for sure. No, it's, it's, it's Booker's team, it's Booker's team, Da's mm-hmm. yeah, coming up and all that, and I'm happy about that, but but uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Chris Paul's got maybe one or two, and I honestly, our window is so small to make another run to the playoffs, especially with. With the Lakers loading. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah.
2: And they traded for Russell Westbrook. Everyone's like, guy that's been averaging triple-doubles for years now is washed up, and you're telling me LeBron can't use that guy? You're out of your mind. The disrespect towards LeBron James and Russell, it's mostly because it's LeBron, but like the disrespect towards Russell Westbrook and LeBron James is asinine. I get it. You guys don't like the guy. Totally understand. He still drops 20, 10, and 10 whenever he feels like it.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, what's so interesting. You were talking about the sun's window being so short. It's like, look, uh, I've always said, uh, you know, because a lot of my followers are Kansas City Chiefs fans. I've always said, look, we're still anticipating a lot of returns to the Super Bowl, but you just (laughs) never know when that could end. So it's like, enjoy the ride while it lasts because you just mentioned the sun's, you know, maybe their uh, window of opportunities only what one or two more years. Um, I mean, look, if I told you guys 10, 11 years ago that Drew Brees was never going to win another Super Bowl again, let alone never go back to another Super Bowl, you would have not believed me. And he never went back. And, and, you know, it's not all – Same goes for Rodgers
1: after he won his, yeah.
0: Exactly. So it's like you just never know when these things will abruptly come to an end. So I've always told fans – it's like just enjoy the ride don't get too caught up and by the way i want to comment what you said about the whole injuries thing look i'm a biased fan towards my teams and all but Mm. i can also admit you know when you lost too i just hate it when people are saying oh well the chiefs lost the super bowl because they had an injured offensive line it's like yeah but mostly if if the other team was also dealing with injuries you wouldn't be apologizing for winning either so i just hate what fans do that shit it's just Mm. so annoying that's like i also that's do
1: a get a little heated though when people are like you're know, talking it's like mahomes you know, choked in the super bowl it's like no that man did everything he could and it wasn't quite enough you know you know all he's doing is you know throwing freaking horizontal passes hitting guys in the chest and have them drop it but yeah he he, he choked it, that's if, what happened
0: if you're if you're going by the stat line yeah he choked but if you're actually watching like there was this um Infographic that someone someone created. Actually, two people created. One was NFL Next Gen Stats, and then there was another independent reporter who did this. It shows um, Brady in like a blue marker how much he ran around the pocket, and it shows Mahomes. Mahomes is like this run yeah. around the pocket. It was fifty nine yards. Yeah, yeah For something like that. It was <laughs> four hundred, almost five hundred yards running for a quarterback in the Super Bowl. I've never w- heard of that. Watching before.
2: the game watching the game get into the fourth quarter. I'm like, did Patrick get an IV in the locker room? Cause he needs one. That dude's dehydrated as hell. Oh like, man. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys ever watch university of Arizona football, but like a, last year, no year before we had a quarterback, Cleo Tate who ended up getting drafted or not drafted. He ended up getting signed by the Eagles and I don't know what he's doing now, but um, he was so afraid of getting sacked that he would snap the ball. And almost like, it's like, as he's snapping the ball, he's moving lateral. Like, he's not even looking downfield anymore he's moving lateral and i was w- watching the super bowl i was like oh patrick turned into Khalil real quick but the o-line wasn't helping him so it's like not only that the only doesn't help but if like you know the edges are coming in and the linebackers are coming in running after the quarterback because they know your receivers aren't going to catch anything as they dropped the- i don't know how many passes they dropped i was blown away by that yeah. um uncharacteristically of they're gonna, lots. yeah they're gonna pin their ears back and be like oh they're not catching shit let's go get patrick and they were, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I felt bad for the guy. <laughs> I felt bad for the guy. And it's like, at the same time, I'm not a Brady hater, but I was like, dude, you had enough rings, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, let it go. <laughs>
1: like, To be fair, I'm, I air way closer to Brady hater. So maybe I'm not the right guy.
0: To comment <laughs> <here>. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you, you know, look, I just I'm get Bra- sick of them. I'm a Brady hater also, but it's like, you know, people just keep bringing up cheating. When, when the Buccaneers went to visit the, um, uh, the White House, people are like, oh, look, two cheaters on, on the same uh, on the same podium. <laughs> uh, but it's like, look, say w- what you want about Brady with Deflate gate, spy gate since 2014. Zach, I know you remember this when the Chiefs just beat the shit out of the Patriots um, mm-hmm. in the Monday night game. Everybody, including Patriots fans and Patriots media. We're saying, okay, this is over. Belichick yep. needs to go. Mm-hmm. Brady needs to go. And since then, he's won four Super Bowls. Like no one, no one thought he'd succeed in Tampa Bay. So, look, credit to the guy. I mean, the guy is, yeah, 100 years old and is still going out there winning. Um, you know, you, you don't have to like it. I don't.
1: Uh, I still just don't get yeah, like, yeah. The 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 only part here that like, don't get me wrong, it's incredibly impressive to be doing what he's doing at yeah. his age, especially like that's, yeah, that's indisputable. The only question is like, all right, what fountain of youth did this dude find and where do we find it? These are the questions. <laughs> the vitamins. The the take Makes you wonder, don't it? Like, you know, I'm not. And again, this is not meant to like cast dispersions at all. I'm just genuinely curious where it's like, yeah. man, this guy's clearly doing something that everybody else is not. You know, I feel like if I were anybody else's agent, I'd be like, all right, we best be figuring out what Tom's up to now. You know, extend your career out to 45. No complaints there. For (laughs) real. Uh,
0: Eddie, what do you think about your Cardinals? How do you think they're going to do this year?
2: Oh, okay. So I'm more optimistic than anybody else because everyone's talking about uh, um, if we win seven games or eight games, I'm like, whoa, you guys would think we're only going in six and seven games? Like, we're getting 10 plus. Like, for sure, 10 plus. Just off the defense alone. Um, And so uh, I'm optimistic. I'm still, you know, as long as we have, and this is going to get weird, but as long as, like, Steve Kime is our GM. I'm going to be like, like incredibly like, okay, let's just wait and see because Steve Kime misses on drafts so much. I mean, I honestly, I, I was, and this is, you know, again, I know everyone loves Kyler Murray, but when we picked Kyler Murray, I was not a fan. I was like, no, 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 Give me, give me the, uh, who was it? Uh, who's no, who number two, uh, the defensive end. To- oh, no, no, number
1: two. To of someone else. Oh,
2: um, he went uh, the defensive end that went to young chase young.
1: Was, was that really the same draft?
2: Was it? I can't remember. Shoot, I, I no, know there was I'm somebody looking. else that I wanted. There I'll get back
1: to you.
2: Yeah, there was somebody else that I wanted, and we took Colin Murray. I was not happy about it. I was like, I mean, it's a short quarterback. He's a running quarterback. I get it. You're but, you're thinking
0: of Nick Bosa, by the way.
2: Thank you, Nick Bosa. Oh. Nick Bosa, right? Um, which you know, <laughs> recent headlines don't paint him in a nice light at all. But um, you know, but uh, I wanted Nick Bosa. I was like, just get the defensive guy. Get after the quarterbacks and all that. Kyler's gonna be nice for a year or two for wherever he goes or whatever. Now that we got him, it's kind of like okay, you got to believe in him. But he bought Steve Kim like three or four seasons now, right? Like, and I don't know. I just don't trust Steve Kim whatsoever um, as far as drafts goes. But that guy can sign like nobody else. Like Steve Kim signs free agents like, like yeah. uh, Maybe not as well as the, the Kansas City GM, but but pretty damn well to where we we
0: you know I mean, we got JJ Watt. No one expected that.
1: See, like nobody yeah didn't see
0: that coming at all i like i like kyler murray and and here's the thing yeah. by the way in kansas city it's like whatever patrick mahomes is a fan of or in favor of it's like yeah. it, everyone in kansas city gets behind him just because like like he's yeah. a texas tech fan like this is big 12 territory like we're supposed to hate right. texas tech but i guess we now kind of make that like our secondary team just because of him and because he has an affiliation really? with uh. Um, Kingsbury. do you not remember the final four like everyone was cheering for texas Tech just because of patrick because
1: of that uh to be fair i was cheering for them just because they weren't virginia but that's fair uh, okay that, that's understandable <laughs> that's fine um
0: <laughs> what's the name of the head coach for the cardinals kingsbury Kingsbury. yes yeah, hey, he coached mahomes in college so it's like uh, some people just have a little bit of love for him just because there's the mahomes connection there
1: dude, see hired- i don't have love for him for that But, you know, that remote draft that he did, like, you know, where he's just kicking his his fantastic (laughs) spread. Like, I was like, all right, that dude's doing something right.
2: His house in Paradise Valley is insane. I believe it. It's insane. No, but we had Cliff Kingsbury. The first one of the first things he said was, shoot, if I had the number one pick, I'd take Kyler Murray. And then we got the number one pick. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) And look, to be like, up front and everything. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of Kyler, like, because, I mean, once you're in our, on our team, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm rolling with you, because you're a Cardinal. I'm rocking with you. Let's go. Zayvon mm-hmm. Collins, our number one uh, pick this year, like, no one knew of him, right? Like, it seems like Steve Kahn was looking for a diamond in the rough. But, like, I was not a fan of the pick, but I'm like, you're on our team now, man. Let's rock. And then, you know, I went to the game on Friday night, and the, his first, you know, was his first or second play, he stuffed the running back behind the line. I'm like, Okay all right let's go
1: Isaiah let's go. Simmons he ain't that's for sure uh, no don't I, remember, say, I think I, Simmons will be good too it's just gonna take him a minute yeah no I, I can't wait to see weird
2: yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see both guys uh on the field at the same time at a high level with JJ with Chandler Jones with uh, uh I think we still have uh, Marcus Golden mm-hmm. uh Buda Baker like our defense is stacked on paper it's just going to be on Vance Joseph, who I'm not a fan of, um, to put it all together. I'm just not. I, I, yeah, I don't like how he did. I don't like the jobs that he did before. I know he was in Denver. and He was an awful head coach. And so, uh, you know, I don't Good know. Good defensive coach, else. though. Like, oh, great. Don't
1: be wrong. Like his, I mean, to be fair, I think also anybody could have some successful defenses when you've got to keep to leave on yeah. one side, Chris Harris on the other. Oh, and some guy named Bon Miller coming off the bon end. Miller.
0: Elvis Dumerville also. As the injury button bite you guys will be all right oh yeah um you know here's what i'll say um by the way am i freezing or going in and out for you guys a little bit okay all right i just gotta pop up on the zoom here I, i haven't rebooted my internet in a while which is something i should have done but oh well um anyway uh what i was gonna say um Uh, about the cardinal you know i like their offense a lot i know aj green he's older he's not what he once was Mm -hmm. deandre hopkins is is awesome i mean he's just great and uh max williams i was a huge fan of him coming out of college i was really hoping the chiefs would have taken him then they would have they could have really utilized like a two tight end set with him and kelsey but they had way other needs um look i think that the weapons are there and i think if those guys are trying to resurrect their careers in any way. I think Arizona is a good spot for them because Kyler Murray, like, again, you know, people are going to, it just seems like anyone that has some sort of connection to Patrick Mahomes, likely Mm -hmm. uh, Cliff Kingsbury. People are going to be optimistic about that and say, okay, well, he can try to do these kinds of things that he did with Patrick. Uh, I'm not saying Murray is going to be like Mahomes, but I think you can still see some shades of that, uh, especially with how mobile he is. And look, I mean, the, um, they, they were really close. I thought the Cardinals were going to make the playoffs last year before the season started. Uh, that's how optimistic, mm-hmm. optimistic I was because of them. But uh, man, I just feel like at the end of the day, if they can just stay consistent, especially offensively, I think they're going to be a good team. Uh, I really think they could uh, even surprise some teams uh, in the NFC in their division too.
2: I, I, I believe so. I, I believe that as well. Like I think, I think we're so we're really good on both sides of the ball. It's just putting it together. It's gonna be. We even went out and signed Matt Prater because Zane Gonzalez can't kick a, a donkey on the side of the fucking body. Like it's it's Matt Prater is proven out of Detroit. So um when we signed, everyone was like, "Oh, well, we get an old guy." I'm like, "No, no, no! Give me the old guy. <laughs> I want to take an Adam Vinatieri over Zane Gonzalez. You out of your mind? Like straight up, bring that guy to retirement." Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we put it together. That's great. Here's the thing about the Mahomes connection is that's you got to give Patrick Mahomes that kind of credit. He's so good. Like you said, anybody connected to Patrick, like just gets like credit just off of that. It's like, it's like putting a uh, hung out with Patrick once on your resume and you get hired just because of that, like straight up Kingsbury got hired because of that. Um, but I will say this, Kyler
1: is no enemy can't get a damn job. Go figure <laughs> that one out.
2: <laughs> right. Dude, again, that's a crime. I don't know how that guy doesn't have a head coaching job somewhere with all the jobs that were open. Jesus. But, um, Patrick Mahomes is such a different animal than Kyler Murray is, than uh, than even Lamar Jackson is. Like Patrick is such a an entire, like a whole package. You've seen games where Patrick doesn't run and he just picks you apart with his arm. And then there's games where he's like, oh, you, are you going to cover my receivers? Cool, I'm going to go ahead and take off. Like, And he's got, you know, uh, who's he have a uh, running back right now? Uh, the dude with the two last names.
1: Edward Zeller, Yep. Yeah.
2: Edward Zeller, thank you. Uh, again, another guy I wanted the Cardinals to get, but of course we didn't. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he's just so up here. Like no one gives Patrick the, the, the credit for up here. They give him the credit for here and the legs, but no one goes, he's a smart quarterback. He's going to be better at the end of the day, way better than Russell Wilson. No one saw Russell Wilson coming. Right. And he was really, yeah. really good in Seattle, but Patrick's going to be much better. Cause I think he's not only physically, but mentally better than Russell.
1: Here's the question. How do you compare Kyler to Russell? That's the real question. I feel like those two are way closer.
2: Are. I would agree with you. They are. They are, but except you know, Kyler running-wise is better. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell's got a stronger arm, I would argue. Uh, Kyler and him and Russell have similar like accuracy, as far as what the ball goes, and decision making. Also build. So, also build. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both ninjas But um your uh, words,
1: your words. <laughs> I'll
2: say it. <laughs> I'll say it. Um, I always tell I always joke around that we need we need to get my one-year-old a, a Kyler jersey and he'll look just like him. Straight up, height and everything. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's the funny thing awesome. about Kyler, you know. And the thing is, I've seen him in person, and I'm five ten, and you know, I walk right by him, and I did that thing that all look all Cardinals fans do. This, I promise you. <laughs> if you see Kyler Murray in per- in public ever, just watch the people around him, especially if he's in Phoenix, and everyone just like stands up as straight as they can, and they walk by just to see. Like, am I taller than Kyler? No. And I walk right by and do the exact thing, and I'm like, dude, we're
0: right there. And <laughs> like, you? Did you ever watch Aaron Rodgers on 60 Minutes, like, roughly eight, nine, ten years ago? No. There was a really – it's actually a really great segment. And at what, At one point during the, um, during the story, they're mm. showing Aaron Rodgers meeting a fan. And the fan goes up to him and is like, oh, man, you're not as big as I thought you were. And Rodgers is, like, smiling but also trying not to be pissed. He actually, like, says to the fan, I don't appreciate you saying that. <laughs> And apparently, because CBS dropped in that little part, Mm -hmm. he was like pissed off that about the entire segment just for that. Like I remember, um, Mm -hmm. Zach, do you remember when we finally threw a touchdown pass to a receiver? That was see that was against the Packers, and I remember Mm -hmm. that week um, in local radio, we had a Packers broadcaster on uh, local radio to talk about the game. And the topic of the 60 minute segment came up and he, the, the broadcaster even said, he goes, yeah, Aaron Rodgers did not like that at all. Um, I'm sure it's on YouTube. If not, it might be on CBS's website, but uh, mm. it, to, to what Eddie was talking about with uh, Kyler Murray and size. I, I mean, like, I guess Rodgers was really pissed off about it to the point where he's like really insecure if it ever gets brought up to his attention ever again, which uh, it just reminded me of that. Mm.
2: Some of the greatest players of all time have something like that, where they just take everything super per- – I mean, you know, the, the, the Michael Jordan meme is just legendary now. It's like, I took it personal. Like, Aaron Rodgers is that guy. He took everything personal. He took the issue that he had with Brett Favre personal. He's like, all right, dude, all right, once I get the reins of this thing, you're never getting it back, and he never did. But, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a different kind of animal, man.
0: You guys see him on uh, on Jeopardy? It's all highlights of it on on social media, yeah. It looks was kind of funny, funny to me. It was funny. No, it was funny, but it was awkward. I was in there oh, going, yeah. like,
2: ah, no. No, 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 Aaron, don't do it. Give, give I, that job to Pat McAfee.
0: I saw the part where... Um, that would have been awesome. That been been brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, side note. <joke>. No, <laughs> no, it's fine. I, one of the contestants um, didn't know the answer, so he just answered, why didn't we kick mm, a field goal mm-hmm. or something? I, I thought that was pretty funny. That was well played. By the way... And he played it off well. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if, if a lot of people would have been able to do it the same way. Um, I do want to go back to the whole Eric Bianami thing because I've thought about this a lot lately. Because I think one of the questions I, I'm just kind of curious about, and I think it's natural as a Chiefs fan is if we're gonna lose him after this year. I think there are I think there are honestly more reasons as to why he should not be hired. And hear me out on this, and, and Zach, I do want your reaction to this because you're mm-hmm. a Chiefs fan, also. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, when you are watching the Chiefs on the field. It's like, okay, you have Mahomes. You have Kelsey. You have Hill. And Don't get me wrong. Eric, the enemy deserves a hell of a lot of credit for everything that the Chiefs have done the past couple of years. But at the same time, it is uh, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Because think about Josh McDaniels when he had all that success too. And then he goes to Denver. Yeah, they started off great, but then they just ran into a wall and people were like, wait, Josh McDaniels was supposed to be better than this. I remember in Kansas City, I thought, Look, I want Scott Pioli from New England and I also want Josh McDaniels. Well, thankfully that didn't happen. But Can you
1: imagine the disaster that would have been. <laughs> I mean, I guess it couldn't have been much worse, so never mind. Go, yeah, yeah go it, was, it was it was it was
0: close. Um, it was bad but enough but here's it was. my here's my point. It's like Josh McDaniels came from a system that has Tom Brady and Bill Belichick running things. So I think there are some teams that maybe compare McDaniels to the enemy and say, "Look, uh, a, even the worst offensive coordinator might not do as well but they could still find some success with this offense and here's the other thing too also I don't know.
1: adam gates could fuck it up
0: B- perhaps but here's the other thing too uh or Kyle shanahan um yeah. the other thing I, I don't no one's discussing this I think there's actually a serious possibility that the enemy might be turning down jobs and I don't think people realize this like yes When you're the head coach, you have more control. You make more money. That's understandable. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the head coach of the Texans job, that was open this year. Yeah, I passed on that too. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's like, what's better, being the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs or the head coach of the Texans? Like, sure, there's more money and more control, more power somewhere else, but that doesn't mean this is the best situation for you personally. I, I you know, think that's are... true and it's about
1: the staying power when it's all said and done yeah like it's you know not about getting the job it's about keeping the job and I think that yeah I feel bad for David Culley like yeah he took his shot you know he's down at the Texans doing his thing but like you know he's gonna end up getting canned in three four years and it's not gonna be his fault at all like it's I mean I don't know unless he's terrible like that's I guess that is a distinct possibility but like you know if they're terrible I don't know how much of it's his fault
2: it's kind of how I thought about Matt Patricia going to the Lions when the Lions hired him. Like, uh, uh who was he, a Patriots? He was a Patriots dude, yeah. the, uh, yeah. uh, coordinator. When they when they hired Matt Patricia, I was like, oh, you got to get him Bill? That ain't Bill, bro. Mm-hmm. He's about to screw that up for you. And he clearly did.
0: Well, you know what's so crazy is even though Josh McDaniels gets a lot of the attention for, in terms of uh, coordinators – um, it just feels like the defensive coordinators keep getting hired from new England, Matt, Patricia, you mentioned Brian Flores. Um, I don't know. Like, like I think Eric Bieniemy will be a head coach one day. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to wait around for Andy Reid to retire unless he's really willing to be patient. But at the same time, I think there are valid reasons to not hire him because he is, he has the best quarterback, the best tight end, and the best receiver, like any offensive coordinator should be able to succeed with that. At the same time, I think there's a realistic possibility that he's turning down jobs. And I think there's a lot of stuff behind, behind closed doors that we're, we're just not being told about with this whole situation.
1: That's totally fair. I mean, yes, especially the turning down jobs part that does actually make a lot of logical sense to me. Cause if you look at like, you know, the hires that you know, came in in the off season, right. I mean, you know, you got Dan Campbell who, yeah, you know, just biting kneecaps off in Detroit. Which don't get me wrong, I actually kind of like him, certainly for the presser, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got Urban Meyer, uh, yeah, down there doing his college thing with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you got yeah, Robert Sala, who's yeah, out with the Jets. Like that was a solid hire. It seems oh, yeah. like um, you know Cully, obviously, kind of a you know tough place to be. Uh, you know, you can't really judge him. I don't think you know early on because well, yeah, you have one of the better quarterbacks but he's in all kinds of legal trouble uh yeah. it certainly seems that way anyway um uh, yeah he's not gonna play it down for you and you got pretty much nothing else to work with like i'm trying to think who else am i missing Yeah, you know, that was just hired this past off season like yeah you know, i guess the guy for the falcons arthur smith yeah i guess that's one thing yeah the enemy could have nailed that job i think but hard to say uh, i'm sure i'm missing a couple others but you know, in any event, I don't Look, think any of those jobs were ones that I would have you know, been super hyped about if I were in Miami's shoes.
0: Being a first year head coach is not easy, like your first time ever, because you're going into a system. First of all, it's a bad system. Otherwise, they would not have fired their coach. And a lot of times in these situations, if a coach retires, teams generally are more inclined to find a veteran coach rather than a Uh, an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator that's never been, or even a special teams guy that's never been a head coach before. Uh, Speaking of uh, assist, uh, did you mention um, the special teams guy from New England on your list? Oh, Joe Judge. Yeah. Joe Judge. Yeah. Uh, Was that
1: last year or the year before? I
0: forget. No, maybe it was the year before. Uh, To be honest, everything that's happened in the last 18 months have been uh, pretty weird. Yeah. The, two, uh, but the any, last two off
1: seasons kind of run together a little bit that way.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the whole point I'm trying to make is first year head coaches, man, they just have it the hardest. Uh, you look at some of the first year head coaches we've had. Re- well, I, I think the only one we've had in recent memory was Todd Haley. Uh, I mean, he really was not given a whole lot to work with. Um, no. Hence why they fired him. And they also fired his replacement who was one of his assistants. So um it's hard for these guys to to make it in the nfl when they're they, you've got to give them at least three or four years and even then that's impossible to require fans to be patient about this the, the day and age especially with social media because everyone wants to win now like everyone's so impatient so i think even then that's why you see so many co- rookie coaches get fired in one or two years uh, it's totally true and
2: the point, it's funny you mentioned todd haley because i remember he was our friend of the coordinator of the year went to the super bowl uh, under, wasn't I think it was Under was it Hunt? Yeah, Under Wizard Hunt mm-hmm. um, That dude didn't start calling plays until later in the season And I was just like Oh boy, and then when the Chiefs hired him I was like, did they uh Did they ask about him a little bit? Because that's a fucking awful hire, dude Like, that's not a good idea So when the Chiefs hired him, I was just like oh, I guess they like trash, why not When they got Andy Reid, I was like, they got a real one And everyone, mm-hmm. nobody crapped on the Todd Haley hire at first I don't know why But everyone crapped on the Andy Reid hire And I was like that's andy reed like yeah i'm sure sh- i get it he has never won the big one but how many times he got so close to it like relax yeah. all right if anyone's gonna do it it's andy Reid. like i would have loved before we got clipped. i would have loved andy reed was available i'd have like yeah hire that guy well wasn't you know I mean? mm-hmm. like,
0: he was supposed to go to arizona
2: wasn't he he's was supposed to i don't know what happened i don't know I, what happened with that uh, I, I was actually he did, did not let it. him
1: on the plane I was actually that's, I don't a, think that's a joke. Like I was
0: thinking about that the other week. I was like, "Wait a minute, right. he was supposed to go to Arizona at one point and it's kind of I Remember hearing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it, it would have been interesting to see how that all would have um panned out.
2: Oh man, we got who do we get instead?
0: Uh Arian, the big guy. Yes, Arian uh Bruce Arians who we we just lost to recently. Bruce, not again, not a bad I one. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah um i would have i would have loved yeah i would have loved to, to to keep to keep bruce i think he retired because he had an issue with the front office all behind the scenes stuff but um he know. had an issue with the front office and it got stupid and he left or he retired so i don't know whatever but i would love to have andy Reid here i think that dude would have done uh a lot he probably he would have done better than bruce i don't know if he would have won a super bowl but he would have done better
0: when is the um chiefs cardinals game this week is that a friday or a saturday i think it's friday, friday night
2: yeah. i'm it's Friday night. Uh, I I have season tickets to the Cardinals. I'm not going to this game because I have to take uh have to take a, a trip to Chicago, and so unfortunately, it lands in this weekend. Um, and actually, I was I was kind of have to go see Patrick Mahomes. So instead, my brother-in-law, who's a huge Cardinals fan, is gonna go. But um, uh, they, they didn't even play Kyler play at all this last week. They, has Patrick played? Patrick's played right. He played one. series. He played a series. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would loved to see him play one series in person. That'd have been great. But um. Oh, yeah, it is on Friday night. I think it's at seven o'clock kickoff, uh, Arizona time. I'm just so Possibly. glad it's on
0: ESPN. I I, I just hate these yeah. Homer broadcasts. I'm just not a fan of those. I'm really not. Um, you mean you one... didn't love watching Chris
1: Jones do the Downward Dog with Kay Adams? Jesus Christ. No,
0: don't even get me started. <laughs> I was going to add, I
1: almost texted you as I was watching that broadcast. I was like, man, I'm sure Fars has a zinger for this, but I was just like, what am I watching? And then this is really happening. And I think Chris Jones was thinking the same thing where he's like, oh, Seriously, you're, uh, oh, we're really doing this. Fantastic. Yeah,
0: that, look, I, I, listen, I don't care for Kay Jones. I don't watch Good Morning Football, but I guess she called the Chiefs exhausting or something, and a Chiefs fan confronted her on Twitter, and she goes, oh, do you have the uh, video proof of it? And the guy responded and said, well, I don't have the footage, but I'm sure you guys do. And she replies and goes, yeah, that's what I thought. And a Chiefs fan actually replied with proof of her saying that the Chiefs are exhausting. Last year because they're uh yeah, exactly because um they weren't blowing out teams last year. Dude, she got so defensive as soon as that came out as proof. I'm like, you said it, why are you like it's your You're opinion? Right. You're on the national stage. I don't understand people who get so defensive when someone points out that opinion of theirs, but that's not
1: that. like let's be honest. If I was a national pundit, like do you have any idea how many times I'd have put my foot in my mouth by now? Come on now. <laughs> Like you know, within my first week, I'd have done it at least six times. Like minimum.
0: Give me someone that in the national media that has not done that.
1: Skip Bayless. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> Skip
0: Bayless. <laughs> I tried. Um, I tried to say it with a straight face. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, d- I did want to talk some MMA. Zach, I don't know h- how closely do you follow MMA. I know we talked before. You said you when didn't there's see the big Connor marquee
1: fight. fights, I will usually show up at a bar that's showing it. But beyond that, not much.
0: Okay. Um, I want to have you followed the whole Connor McGregor thing with his tweets and everything.
1: I'm aware of uh, that. Yeah. It trickles oh, in every now and again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for those who don't know, Connor lost. People are by the way defending this. They're like, no, he didn't lose. He broke his foot. Okay. That's that's a loss. That's fighting. Okay. That's that's the, like I don't care if it's the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with their offensive line or Connor McGregor with his foot. Injuries are part of sports in an unforgiving unforgiving way, especially in MMA where you are literally trying to beat the shit out of your opponent to win. Like That's what what you're supposed to do. And Dustin Poirier checked it at one point and even pointed at it. Uh, But for whatever reason, the Conor fanboys can't accept it. But honestly, man, and Eddie, I I know you follow MMA just as close as I do. I I think people are really starting to see through Conor McGregor's bullshit. Like this whole thing about bringing up, your opponent's wife, and it's not his first time doing that. Uh, Mentioning the wives, girlfriends, uh, family members, uh, the opponent's uh, country, where they're from, religion. And then it's like, you know, if you want to talk shit, that's one thing. Even Dana White, who was like, he prides himself on letting fighters speak. And I don't know if you Mm -hmm. saw this a month or two ago. Somebody asked Dana White, uh, are you reinventing the First Amendment? And his ego just went through the roof. Ooh, he loved it. Had more room to go. Yeah. And even he was in the press conference saying, I do not uh, condone McGregor bringing up Poirier's wife like that. It's like, dude, you just broke your ankle and you're talking shit while four doctors are surrounding you. And even then, he's like, he's picking up a fight with Daniel Cormier, who's like three times his size, who will kill. Like, if you cannot beat wrestlers like Habib or Dustin, Daniel Cormier will kill you in like three seconds, like faster than Ronda Rousey killed her opponents. So, uh, and he, I don't know if you saw Dominic Cruz's faster commentary. faster than Holly
1: Holm got her that one time?
0: Yes, faster than that even, which was awesome. Uh, but here's my point. Dominic Cruz said something after that night when Conor lost. It's like, Okay, if you're going to behave like this, uh, which Connor's continued to behave the same way, it doesn't allow you to reflect on this loss and, you know, just humble humble yourself and try to learn from this. It's like I don't know how long this whole superstar stardom is going to go on for, but it is going really fast for Connor. Like okay, to his point, we're talking about it right now. Everyone's talking about his tweets and all these things, but at some point if you keep getting your ass kicked by everybody, that's going to die off real soon so daniel
2: cormier said said to him basically like hey don't stop worrying about me i'm i'm retired i'm a commentator (laughs) stop worrying about me go in a fight
0: yeah exactly
2: that's like that's like uh the classic uh uh, the opponent's talking shit to you whatever you go hey scoreboard and you're at 40 Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you're at 40 in the third quarter you're like scoreboard go in a fight go in a fight connor so here's the thing about connor He was great at shit talking. He could say anything about anybody at any time when he was winning. Now that he's not winning, he's not forgiven. No one's gonna. You can say whatever you want if you're winning.
1: That's the shit talking rules, man. It doesn't matter what sport. You know, it's you know, you can talk as much shit as you like if you back Mm -hmm. it
2: up. Exactly. that's exactly the thing. That's what they've been saying about Connor for years. Was oh, he talks a lot of shit. I know he talks a lot of shit. He says some really like edgy stuff, but he backs it up. And I agreed with it. I was like, hey man, you, you want to shut him up, shut him up, get a fight with him and whoop his ass. Right. You know, uh, uh the, the funny thing about when he fought Nate at at, at, at uh, UFC one ninety six when he fought Nate and you know again I'm you know full disclosure, Nate Hell yeah, man, so, buddy. Yeah, and so uh you know when Nate yeah, uh when right. he when he yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got I got the killer be killed posters. Yes, I game. love I that. All that shit. I love that. Um, but uh, when when he fought Nate at 186 and all the stuff he was saying before the fight, like "Oh, I'm you're, you're a gazelle, I'm a lion," which is stupid. Uh, I thought that was stupid. I loved, I loved the uh, the uh, animal balloons on one hand and you know gang signs on the other. I love that line. I thought that was great. It was clearly rehearsed, but I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Right? Nate went and choked him out, and he was actually humbled by it. it was like hey, you know, fair play, whatever. Came back ran away at the next, at 202, he just kept running the whole time or resetting as his fans kept saying,
1: oh, running yeah. away
2: and he, he stall in the fight, whatever. Fair was enough. That after
1: he, he uh boxed Floyd, he might have just forgotten how MMA <laughs> works versus boxing. Oh,
2: dude, it was, yeah, that
0: was, no, that uh, was a year after. After. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, he, but, he had the rematch with Nate Diaz, then he became champ he champ. He took a year off to, um, to what's the word i'm looking for to um pursue the floyd fight and right. which was dude that took way too much time i don't know but hey that you got took, a lot of money good on him
2: that took too much time and anyone that watched boxing not just mma but just knows boxing knew what was gonna happen oh but yeah it's for that shit yeah i'm like do you know the streams out here right i mean before brennan shot screwed everybody but like you know the streams out here right you don't have to pay for this thing you know, full disclosure, I didn't, but you know, I, I watched it I did. at a buddy's house. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it at a buddy's house. I was like, cause I was, I was fully going to, you know, find a different way to watch it. But uh, my buddy hits me I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy the Conor fight. You want to watch it? And I'm like, sure. The funny thing about that is every MMA fan was like, that's our guy in there. We got to root for our guy. And I kind of bought into that a little bit. I was like, look, he's probably going to get his ass well, but I am going to watch and I'm going to hope he pulls out some kind of crazy miracle as insufferable as Conor fans would become after that. Like, I was, I still wanted him to win. I think that's really yeah, where it changed win. too, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. It was no, like exactly the lead so. up to that. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. No, but uh, then, you know, now he's taking losses. He lost the Habib loss and then the Dustin loss. And it's just like, you know, after a while, you just get tired of the, 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 his game is tired, right? The talk, the shit yeah. talk is tired to where now he has to go far. He talked about Habib's dead and COVID 19. Like, Habib's dad died from COVID, right? So he goes, you know, is COVID the bad guy? Habib's father's the good, or is uh, COVID the good guy? Habib's father the bad guy? Because Habib made a comment about how he loves seeing bad guys lose, referring to Connor. Yeah. Connor brings up his dead father, and that's that's way over the line. Super low, right? And so then gets his leg broken. He's uh, sitting on the cage. First of all, first thing he does, when the fight gets called, he goes, Dr. Stoppage, Dr. Stoppage. And then he gets like, yeah, a Dr. Stoppage. Well, no shit. Do you ankle's broken? Of course, the doctor's going to stop this thing, right? We like, Dr. Stoppage. He didn't want it to be like he got knocked out or TKO'd again. Uh, he wanted it to be like, oh, the doctor stopped the fight. So, you know, he, he just, you know, semantics is pride thing. But, he, yeah. But then he starts going like, you're going to get it in your sleep. Like, he starts going that far. Like, his own fans... At least the Americans, as far as I know, were like, wait a, f- a minute here. What? Like, do you threaten dude's life after you, bro- after you broke your leg? People him are, that's what I was, your, like, that's basically? what I'm saying,
0: man. People are starting to see through that shit. Like,
2: yeah, it's getting old. It's it's old. It's old as hell at this point. Like, Chale started the whole shit talking thing in MMA, in my opinion. Like, you know, before that, you know, Rampage saying a bunch of stuff, humping the reporter on television. Like, it was entertaining. I get it. You know, Tito trying to talk shit. That was awful. Uh, was it Ken? Ken Shamrock trying to talk shit to, uh, to Tito it was even more hilarious. But when Chael came on the scene, he was funny, but he was telling the truth for the most part. Other than the the thing, the story about uh, the Minotaur brothers trying to feed uh, a bus a carrot because they thought it was a horse. That's a great story, by the way. But uh, like Chael started that whole thing. Connor made it edgy, but still funny. But now we're at the point where we're just like, ugh. Like, really, dude? Really? We're threatening people's lives? I'm going to get you in your sleep? You're your be's yeah. father? And now you know Daniel Cormier calling him a fat drunk fuck saying he's drunk at media day and drunk in pre and pre-fight stuff. It's kind of like that's why I love DC's uh reply. He's like, Hey, win a fight. Don't worry yeah. about it, win a fight. It's like
0: it's like you're you're picking a fight with someone three times your size. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is kind of my next point, too. It's like, I think Connor, as you said, his draft shock was hilarious, it was awesome, oh, yeah. whether you liked him or not. Like, listen, I I've always hated the guy, but I I always tune in for the trash talk, but now he's like running out of things to say. Like he's bringing up uh, his opponents, family members or country or religion. Um, And even like, you know, going after Cormier in a very personal, okay. Like if you want to call someone fat, fine. It's it's not the word. It's not the first time someone's been called that in MMA. Okay. It won't be the last. Yeah. It won't be the last either. Um, But here's the thing. Um, If you remember all week long, Uh, leading up to that fight he's like my record is 19 and one i don't count uh submissions and decisions which is funny because by that logic you never fought nate diaz um Mm -hmm. oh by the way what did he do he went for a guillotine a very poor one early in the fight which even dana white said it's like it's noise and um what was it i was gonna yeah there was something else he said
1: how many of those yeah all right so i don't count submissions and decisions how many of the 19 did he count? Mm-hmm. Just the knockouts.
2: Just the knockouts, is what he said.
1: I mean, like, well, that's that's my question, is like not knowing his friggin' record. No. Does he really have just 19 knockouts? Or you know, is that just 19 wins against however many losses?
0: No, mm-hmm. no. I don't think I understand your question. What he's saying, right. like his record is—it's not nineteen and one. Absolutely. If you're counting only KOs and TKOs, yeah, he's nineteen and one. He, his record yeah. is like twenty-four and something, twenty-four and four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, i was
1: just making sure he wasn't, you know, counting on 20... like one side, not the other. That was the joke I was trying to make.
0: Yeah, oh, 20, yeah, okay. yeah. It's twenty-two and six. Okay, twenty-two and six. Yeah. But, oh, by the way, here's the other thing I was going to say. The only person he beat recently was Donald Cerrone. And look, Cerrone has an illustrious career and see I see you laughing. But he's old. He's yeah, he's old and he's lost like what, four or five in a row. I like yeah. the last six fights he has not won. One of them was a no contest. So mm-hmm. you the only guy you beat is a guy who can't win nowadays. So I don't know, man. Like the whole, listen, I'm a big Nate Diaz fan just like you and I love Nate, but he has looked really bad in the last eight rounds he has fought. Like at this point, you have to do the trilogy. Otherwise, I think that loses a lot of value in the near future.
2: I think they already killed a bunch of value on it. Like even if they do it now, it's like, well, Connor's two losses in a row. Like, do you really? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch the Nate Diaz, but I'll try to go to it. Who knows? But like at the same time, to me, it's like, I don't care to see connor fight anymore is that weird like you know coming off the stardom that he had and the way he helped the you know mma out and everything but, but what he's done he has he helped grow the sport for sure oh, yeah but totally. like if you know people were like oh well, connor might fight might box somebody he might fight somebody i'm like oh is he like i'm and again i'm not i don't hate conor McGregor at all everyone thinks because i'm a nate diaz fan i hate conor McGregor. not the truth at all i like i said i enjoyed watching conor fight the you know the, like the aldo fight I didn't expect it to oh, go the way it that did, was awesome. I was like,
1: yeah. That's but when I, I like, started woo! watching him. I was just like, oh, this is something else. 13, yeah, 13 so like, seconds. The hell, just like,
2: "Yeah, dude, it was so dope. And I was like, so hyped on that fight. I was like, woo, let's mm-hmm. go. All right, who are you going to get next? Who are you going to KO next, right? The Eddie Alvarez uh, 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 knockout, which is masterful. And like, it was like surgical. He jacked Eddie Alvarez up so badly. Eddie had no idea where he was. Um, and and it was it was so dope to see that guy be so precise and so scientific with it. It was after he got the May, the Mayweather fight that the the, the the you know it came everything came off the tracks, right? Because then you know he came back with more of a, like a different style. It's not the same karate style he used to have, or, you know, or a very wide stand style. So when he fought Dustin the first time it was in Abu Dhabi, I think, and he got knocked yeah. out. If you noticed, he came out more like a boxing boxer style. The story behind that, he was supposed to fight Manny Pacquiao in boxing. And he had been training for the Pacquiao fight. The Pacquiao fight for some reason didn't happen or didn't even get agreed to. And, uh, and so they're like, oh, let's well, go back and fight MMA. He came in with a boxing style against Dustin Poirier who turns out was a better striker that night and the second night as well. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think, uh, think Conor is like, he's, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't like when everyone goes, oh, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, get up and run at five in the morning. I forgot who said this in boxing, but, you know, it's hard to get up at five in the morning and go run, you know, 10 miles when you have a hundred million in the bank or whatever it was like, I don't like that, that people say that. Cause he's still a fighter at heart, but there's some truth to it, right? It's gotta be.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to refute that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's the other thing too. And I don't know if there's something personal going on behind closed doors with him, but he's retired three times. And I remember every time he retires, yeah. I see it on ABC news, CNN, Fox news. I'm like, wow. But but they're all acknowledging this is his third time doing it. Like even Brett Favre is looking at this saying, okay, dude, you got to pick and choose. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I remember Ariel Helwani interviewed him on ESPN once and Ariel brought up the multiple retirements. And I don't remember, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Connor said something that he's been dealing with things and I don't know what he dealt with that made him want to announce retirement for the third time. But I think that just shows you maybe his heart is not just in the sport as much as it was. I don't, I'm speculating, but there's got to be something behind that. You don't just retire. You don't just say three times that you're a retire- unless you're drunk as hell on your shitty whiskey or, or whatever, but. Ow. That shit is Proof, awful. But ow. <laughs>
2: No, dude. I think. Uh, remember when John Jones was on, on Rogan's podcast, and you know, like, did you ever watch John Jones with Rogan? Uh,
0: I have. It's been a while. It was a long time ago.
2: Okay, if you remember when he came out, when Joe would ask him a question about testing positive, and or no, no, I was uh, did he test positive at that point. Whatever it was, like when he, you know, crashed into the pregnant chick, and they found that he yeah. was on coke and all stuff, right? And uh, he get very political and clearly rehearsed answers, right? But then he would be like, he would say he he would clearly show his personality with the next answer. So at one point, Rogan's like, oh, "Why do you do this kind of stuff?" And Jon Jones goes, "I'm a wild boy, right?" And, and it's true. Conor McGregor is kind of a wild dude, like yeah, just his nature. He's you know he's talked about how you know the uh, insane you know insanity and genius are like you know a line apart, like an inch apart. Like you could be both, you know. And so I think I say Kanye. That like kanye like exactly like kanye god that dude's so weird i'm a huge fan of his music but god yeah no so oh, the same anyway, way but uh yeah but uh the thing with connor though is, is i think it's that kind of thing he's just a wild boy he's, he's the genius insane genius that has a bunch of money in the bank and can clearly get away with a lot of stuff so as far as the stuff he's like you know i mean this you've heard all the rumors right like He's cheated on on his wife a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, there's that one video with the chick that you know, like it looks like it's him in the bed and it's a chick, you know, I me mean, and like doing like a selfie video with it with him in the background who's passed out in the bed and whatnot, like throwing the dolly into the into the uh <laughs> at the at the at the at the shuttle with. All oh, the in Brooklyn. Yeah. In Brooklyn, um.
1: All that kind of in the face for not drinking his shitty whiskey. Uh,
0: yeah, have you? Real. I remember Dana White did a press conference immediately, like an emergency press conference. Had he to. goes, I don't I don't know if Connor's on drugs. I'm like, I have never seen Dana White this scared before. Like he looks really oh, scared.
2: That was um, the company right there. That was way before uh that was uh not way
0: before, but that was before like endeavor went public and all that stuff. Um well you you mentioned some interesting things. Um have seen the Connor McGregor documentary, haven't you?
2: Uh, I gritted my teeth through it. Cause it was just like, it was basically like people blowing Connor the whole time, but yeah, I've seen it. It's on Netflix. So.
0: Uh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, have you seen it? You were shaking your head. No. Okay. Um, I actually, I, I watched it, uh, about a couple months after it came out and I watched it again recently because my family had never seen it and they were really interested in it and I've gotten them into MMA. So it, it was, we just started to watch it together. I was willing to watch it again. And we're all kind of watching that, and it's like Connor came from a really rough background. Like oh, yeah. he's he's talked about how uh, he was getting welfare checks, and that has now turned into millions and millions of dollars. And he's stayed with the same girl for a long time, albeit he's been with some other women here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, how do you go from such a humble guy, considering where you came from, to this? wild asshole who's just saying whatever he wants without thinking twice about some of the things that he's saying like it's it, 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 if you watch a documentary now you, you're gonna watch look at connor and be like i don't even recognize this guy this guy's right. humble not from what we're seeing right now in 2021 it's it's just so weird to see his transformation like that
2: Dude, he's got away with so much of the stuff that he's done and said because he's got much money he's got no he's super fame he's gotten away with so much stuff mm-hmm. it's like what i say what i tell people about uh for example, like fines, right? Like I'm talking about, like if you park your car in the wrong spot, you're gonna get fine. You're gonna get towed. And you're gonna get fined, right? You and I look at that and be like, oh, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks in a fine and go get my car from the towing yard and pay even more fines. Like that's this shitty. But a super rich person doesn't think of it that way. They think of it a hundred dollar fine as the charge to park right there, because <laughs> it's nothing to them, right? Like that's it's, what I,
0: I've never thought of it that way.
2: Think about it, dude. Think about it. It's like that you. you if I go somewhere and I try to park in front of, let's say, in front of a, uh, Jesus Christ, they call it Footprint Center now, but in front of the Phoenix Suns Arena, and I just like to, I want to park right in front of the street, that's a big-ass fine, and I'm getting towed in immediately, and I'm I'm freaking out about that. I don't want to pay all that stuff, right? Yeah. But a super, you know, someone has a ton, like a Conor McGregor money, that's their parking spot. It just happens to be that it costs $100 to park there, or $1,000 to mm-hmm. park there, whatever it is, and they're not going to blink. They're not going to think twice about it. Ah, I just parked there, whatever. What if it told you? Okay, I'll get the car tomorrow. Uber home or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like because you got that kind of stupid money. So when you got stupid fu money, you do stupid FU stuff and say mm-hmm. stupid FU stuff. Like that's kind of how it is. And so, like, you know, everyone says you know, money's the root of all evil. And then every you know, other people say lack of money is root of all evil. It's kind of both, right? So
0: you get that kind of money, you get a little crazy. Zach, do you have you ever heard of Jason High? Mm-mm. Okay. He's a he's an MMA fighter from Kansas City. He used to be in the UFC. Yeah um dj uh, should still be in the ufc Eddie Eddie knows where i'm going with this so uh do you uh zach you know where um there's a gym called uh american top team they're like all over the place so if you're um in olathe on 119th and black bob and if you go north there's like that curvy road yeah that takes mm-hmm. you to lenexa i know that's... exactly
1: what you're talking about okay yeah.
0: that Curvy Road. That's where American Top Team is, and I I don't know if really? he still runs it, but that's uh that's where Jason High was for a long time. I think he's with Lori now, with uh, James Cross and Lee Summit. Um, I could be wrong, but maybe he's doing both. I don't know. But anyway,
1: um, you could tell me either one, and I'd probably believe you.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, the thing about that, um, Jason High was in a UFC fight, and he disagreed with the referee, and he immediately put his hands on the referee and just like put. I don't remember exactly what he did. But the UFC Dana White didn't even see the video, and he was just like, "Fuck it, he's gone." Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Conor McGregor is in a UFC event. He's actually circling the octagon and is calling the referee the six-letter F-word. That the homophobic mm-hmm. slur right there doesn't get in trouble for that. He goes to Bellator and jumps. I don't remember that if it was his, bad. I don't remember if his friend got the knockout or if the round ended. I can't remember which one happened. Connor thought it he got a knockout so he jumped over mm-hmm. the cage to celebrate. The referee's trying to get him out of the cage and he's pushing the referee. Does it yeah. I'll I'll tell you this. Um there's someone who I went to college with uh he's he's with the UFC uh now talent relations. I'll tell you his name uh when we're off uh when we're off the air but I reached out to him cuz UFC 219 They did not announce a main event for that in forever. It ended up being Holly Holm and Chris Cyborg, but they were trying for the longest time to figure out a main event. It was supposed to be Conor McGregor, and I remember uh, waiting for tickets to go on sale because I was going to be in Vegas that weekend. I reached out to my former classmate. I go, dude, um, are you guys going to announce a main event or anything anytime soon? He goes, it was supposed to be Conor, but because he jumped the Bellator event, uh, we can't put him on there. Like That's the worst punishment Conor got is he just was not going to fight. He technically was suspended, but Jason high does the same thing, man. He's out of there. So look, listen, there was something to be said that the rich, the higher, the mighty people. Yeah. They get away with a lot of shit and that's Conor McGregor essentially.
2: No, it is. And the thing about Jason High, that story always bums me out, man. It bums me out because it's like he didn't deserve that. I don't think he deserved that. I he's think, such uh, he a nice guy. The- he really is. Seriously, he really is. Like, any interview you ever see about the guy, he's like, you just want to be his buddy. Like, you want to be his friend. But, <laughs> like,
1: uh, uh, the, the, he's probably a good buddy to have behind you in a bar fight, too.
2: <laughs> 100%. Dude, shit. But, uh, the thing about Jason High is, like, when he shoved the ref, I mean, we, I, I remember watching the fight and I was like, oh, he's going to get suspended. I didn't think he was going to get cut because it was all downhill from there. He went, uh, World Series of Fighting. And then, you know, they changed their name to PFL. So now they're PFL. He lost two in a row when he lost to Efrain Escudero, I think in like 2018. And uh, oh, man, that was bad. As soon as he lost that one, I'm like, dude, he's done. There's no way. And now he's fighting for like a local. Uh, yeah. He's Missouri, in Kansas uh, City. Yeah. FAC,
0: fighting for
2: um, yeah, FAC. Yeah. FAC. Yeah. So it's like yeah. now he's fighting local. It's like, oh, man. But his record, he's, if I just said Jason High is 23 and eight, you would think, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a high level guy. He's fighting local. You know what yeah. I mean? And it all downhill started when he pushed that rev. I still wish he hadn't done that, but he did get screwed in that fight, if I remember correctly.
0: Well, I remember uh, WSOF came to Kansas City and everyone was cheering for him because the winner of that fight was going to fight Justin Gaethje, who's now yeah. in the UFC. And he uh, was standing up from uh, a knockdown. Yeah. And as he's standing up, the referee stops the fight. And every he was livid. And his... Um, They're, they're not married. They, they, they refer to each other as life partners. Um, But his woman is, you know, cage side press. She is just shouting at the referees. I'm like, Oh boy, this is going to get ugly. Uh, And immediately my thought was, you know, the incident before, and then when they rebranded the PFL, he was in a guillotine and the referee stops the fight. The referee, by the way, looked like Dave Portnoy, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Um, But he did Uh, not tap. There's no evidence of him tapping. And the Illinois state athletic commission stood behind that referee, which I thought was insane. He's had some really, really terrible luck with uh, referees. I don't know why. I mean, look, being a referee in any sport is hard. It really is. But man, uh, I try to be very careful about criticizing refs Mm because it is a very tough job. I always tell people, if you think you can do better, go put in an application and put on a referee t-shirt and do it. Um, I criticize referees too, don't get me wrong, but man, they do have a tough job. It, but for whatever reason, Jason's just had a lot of bad luck coming across so many bad incidents with referees.
2: No, he, he being a referee is an impossible job and a thankless job.
0: But being a judge, we could, I, would rep-
2: I could replace any judge and do their job a thousand times better. <laughs> I Judges are fucking
0: awful. Judges they are really terrible, are.
2: man. But uh, shout out, I had Ad- Ad- Lady Bird, you piece of trash. But, uh, um, <laughs> um but refereeing i would never i would never take that job in, in any sport mind you like in any sport yeah. i've coached like i spent like i like think five years coaching kids basketball in college and uh in, in high in high school and, and through college and dude like these refs getting cussed out getting paid nothing they get like a little like a ten dollars or whatever $15 oh, for, like, yeah for that ynca game that you co that you ref. but you get parents cussing them out and shit like that i'm like no fuck that job i'll never do that i'll,
0: cover yeah. this, but I'll never do that uh-huh. i um i remember uh when i was in high school i was working a job as the scoreboard operator hmm. and for whatever reason the clock froze and i hit the button that for the clock to keep moving forward uh to, for time to keep going but for whatever reason it was not going dude parents were fucking yelling at me they're like are you asleep over there it's like good lord like that's the only time i've ever had to deal with Parents, no, parents found at me or anything animals dude oh god um and the referees were like super chill about it because they know what it's like to get yelled at so they're pretty calm about the yeah. whole thing um eventually we figured it out we just reset the the power um we just plugged it off and plugged it back in um but yeah man dude Basically parents how often
1: that fixes things
0: yeah <laughs> funny how that works uh but yeah parents oh my god like even look i mean i haven't played little league sports in a while. i don't have kids or anything eddie i know you do um I, I think there are, like, places now where they have signs just, like, remind parents, like, look, these people, these referees or umpires, they're either getting paid shit or not getting paid at all, so calm mm-hmm. the fuck down, please.
2: The, the, there's a video just came out. I think I saw I might have seen it on TikTok or somewhere I saw it on some maybe Instagram, where this an umpire at a little kid's or high school, maybe a high school baseball game, whatever, but the dude had enough. He was getting, like, a... He was you just hear some somebody's mother say, like, are you just mad because you, you know these kids are as tall as you and something like that? And the their ump had enough. He just he takes something out of his pocket, throws it on the ground, and walks out and just leaves. And, oh, I like, think I, I think I'm surprised that. more refs don't do that. You seen that? Yeah, that's me re- so, I've seen yeah. that recently. But it's like, I'm like, why don't rest more refs do that? Like I've had to when I when I was coaching, I had to like calm down the my, my team's parents section because I was like, Hey, y'all mm. gonna cost us a technical or something. Y'all need to relax with this shit. Like this dude does not care. Like he will take your kid up once he figures out who it is. Like, he doesn't care. And I actually had a ref. I had a ref do that to one of my players. And uh, like like the kid that put the, the, uh, the player's mom was yelling some awful stuff under the court. And I kept turning around telling her just shut the fuck up. Basically, I was like, hey, at some point I got, I got mean with her. I was like, hey, shut the fuck up. You're going to fuck this up for us. And the ref comes up to us and is like, hey, man, whose mother is that? My dumb ass said on oh, number seven and he goes oh, okay <laughs> Heck. i'm just like i'm like dude what the hell he's like sorry man i i could give you a tech but i'm gonna i, I want her to i want her to know it's personal i'm like oh jesus and then she starts screaming some other Almost stuff
1: kind of like admire the pettiness there like dude it was yeah. so good yeah to a certain know, goes, level, like that's kind of awesome yeah
2: so then no no so then like we get no she shuts up for like five minutes and then her kid goes up like this kid's one of my, he was one of my better players, but he mm-hmm. blows a layup, but the kid defending him, like kind of like, I kind of like didn't even really touch him, but he might've, you know, the mother thought yeah. she, he did. And she starts losing her mind. How is that not a foul? Are you fucking ref? And she goes, you know, the, the ref goes again, T. And she goes, good. By the time you call technical and he goes, number seven. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> Kid was out of the game.
0: The mother oh, losing
2: her sad. mind. And then he goes – Then he goes. Uh, he walks up to the stands where the mother is. He goes, okay, now you can take your kid leave. I was like, oh, God. So, anyway, I started getting pissed off, and I talked to him. He was like, I'll talk to you after the game, whatever. I ended up having a beer with the guy later that night. Uh, we the referee? At the same, yeah, yeah. We oh, ended okay. up at the same bar somehow. He's, he's, you know, he's like 15 years older than me. He's an older dude. But he, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, pal, I'm sorry I had to do that to you. And I'm like, what the hell? What happened? He goes, look, man, as refs, we rarely get a chance to get any get back. But I had to get some get back. And I was like, you know what? Man? I don't blame him. I said that. I, I I don't blame you, dude. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's, it's YMCA ball. Okay, we won the game anyway. We were up like 20 at that point. But mm-hmm. like, listen, I was like, I don't I blame you, like dude. the
1: parent learns off that, you know, where it's hey. like, yeah, they deliberately teed up your kid because you're being an ass. Like, how do you explain that on the way home? help? Hey, mom, how come I didn't get to finish the game? Oh, dude. Oh, oh, right. Because yeah. your ass was popping off. Great. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. here's the uh, thing.
2: No, hold up real quick. Like,
0: Dad came to the rest of the games that season. Mother was nowhere to be seen. Oh, wow. That's yeah. about right. I, yeah, I can understand that. Here's my thing. Like, OK, like, I mean, I'm sure you guys got lectured by your parents uh, when after like a sporting event. And, and like as a kid, you hate that. But when you get older, you kind of understand that. But, you know, I, I've seen kids get lectured by their parents like, oh, like on the bench or behind the bench. Um, the court or whatever it's like at least my parents would always do it like when we're home or whatever but man it, like one thing i'll always appreciate about my parents uh when i played sports as a kid they never they they just cheered you know when when it was time to do so they would never like shout shit at the referee or say anything stupid. i remember um one of my uh teammates was shooting a free throw and a parent from the opposing team shouted happy birthday i'm like I'm sorry, dude, but you're, you're going to get made fun of by your teammates because your mom just made that comment. Like Uh, that sucks to be you. Um, but, but by the way, um, you, you talked about just like unintentionally, like letting it be known, like the whole number seven thing. Um, I just remembered a funny story, Zach, you're going to laugh at this. So, um, when I graduated from the community college, I attended here in Kansas city, um, Johnson County for those wondering, Mm -hmm. um, I was transferring to KU and luckily I had a couple of connections to the student newspaper and they liked my writing better than most of the other writers who were already on the staff. So I got to be the beat football writer, which I was really excited about, even though our football teams suck. I I wanted the football beat way more than the basketball beat. So Mm -hmm. I remember attending um, a a high school graduation party. This was like uh, this kid. um, I knew his two sisters. One of them was in my graduating class and the other was a year older than me. Uh, So they invited me to his high school uh, party uh, graduation party and he had a a classmate who was getting ready to go to KU to play football Um, and I was trying not to brag about the whole news be being the beat football writer thing, but uh, the family members were like oh tell everyone what you're going to do at KU I'm like. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, the beat football writer for the student newspaper. It's not that big of a deal. So, But they were making it a big deal for me, which which is cool. I mean, it's always nice when people do that for you. But anyway, uh, at one point, we're just talking KU football, which is natural. And the kid who was also there playing KU football, I I was just talking about Charlie Weiss because it was his first year. I go, yeah, I'm really excited for Charlie Weiss because um, Turner Gill was not very good at recruiting players. And Charlie Weiss has done a really good job with that so far. And the kid who's getting ready to go to KU – he looks at me, he goes, I was recruited by Turner Gill. And in my head, I'm like, oh no, I just fucked up. <laughs> and I felt so bad because like I could just tell that kid, like he had a really, not like a, he wasn't crying, but mm-hmm. he just like was not in the mood the rest of the day. Like, I think I just destroyed his confidence because he got recruited by Turner oh. Gill. I felt so bad when I said okay. that. Um but look, look, man, these athletes always like make fun of the nerds in school. So at the same time, I don't really give a shit. I don't feel that bad for these. It guys. was a lineman, wasn't it? It was an offensive lineman. Yes. How do you know? Dude, because there were only two from West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You, you clearly know KU football better than oh, me. Shit. I, More than yeah. I should. Like, I don't
1: know why I do this to myself, but I do. Right, that, that's oh, good. Hey, hey. I,
2: I, I feel that completely being a University of Arizona uh, football fan. And, yeah, y'all get uh, it. And, and, and podcaster. I get it. I
0: completely get it.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey. I don't know. Fish seems like he'll be all right. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Uh, it's always good talking to you guys. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you guys, whether it's on the podcast or outside of the podcast. Uh, we'll we'll have to do this again sometime. Um, real quickly. Uh, uh, I was about to call you DJ. Uh, Eddie. Uh, remind everyone. He's normally uh, on
1: with us. To be fair, Eddie.
0: Yes. Uh, (laughs) remind everyone uh, your podcast again before
2: you go. Oh, head over to keyboardwarriorsmma.com for all the MMA stuff. Uh, we uh, were very much not safe at work, so if you're at work, put on some headphones. Um, and of course, believe in Arizona football on the Bleed Podcast Network. Uh, we're coming back. You know, the games. Uh, and we're we're playing in Vegas pretty soon here at our first uh, our first game of the season. So I'll um, firing that back up. Hmm?
1: UNLV or who are you
2: playing? I don't, oh, dude. So i don't know anybody
1: else who'd be in vegas but it could be a neutral, oh, no, no. So it's, a neutral
2: it's, it's neutral so i don't know that but right, uh, cool. uh my co-host is the, uh shaq richardson current former nfl corner former arizona Wildcats corner yeah. current toronto argonauts uh corner who by the way in week one picked somebody off and force fumble um dude, oh there he you go look yeah, at oh he's dope as fuck so i mean uh, uh so we'll, we'll be back on the air hopefully um very soon here as long as uh obviously you know current player it's gonna be hard to schedule that one but uh uh, we'll be back on there as well and of course uh Arizona, our az cards cats coming back here soon and um we'll hopefully hopefully next season the sun's podcast will come back as well so i'm everywhere at elow32 on
0: twitter awesome all right and zach uh, real quickly plug your twitter before we go just add z and get
1: you know nice and easy all I mean, right if you can if you're watching this Zoom and you can see how my last name is spelled otherwise you're shit out of luck
0: <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys joining me here appreciate all of you guys for listening until then uh please uh share the video if you're watching on facebook or on youtube or um share the links on social media the podcast link that is until then i will talk to you guys later take care